And we are live with Stephanie Wolf, the CEO of Novus. Hi, everybody. Stephanie, nice to meet you. I am the one of the other hosts, Austin J's Wolf. Nice to see you all again. Um, I guess I just want to start off with um, just add a little bit of credibility. Um, she's also my mother, so I don't know if I should call her Stephanie or Mom. Um, <laughs> boss. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun here. Mm -hmm. So, Mom, um, <laughs> what are some of your credentials? Um, so I am a physician assistant, and I've been working in family practice for the last 18 years before I started Novus. What is, what is family practice? Family practice is everything from, I would see as young as a five-year-old, and my oldest patients were in the hundreds club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would do anything from pap smears to physicals um, to managing diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol, COPD, um, congestive heart failure, you name it, I managed Everything. It. Everything, yeah. Cool, sweet. Um, all right, I guess uh, I'll jump right in. What made you get into healthcare in the first place? You know, I get asked that question a lot, and I don't really have this big answer for anyone. All I know is I wanted to be in healthcare since I was a little girl. So I've always um, wanted to help people and um, and that's just my calling. So that's that's kind of where this all started. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was that what was that path for you? Um, just I don't really know the path. You 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 go to college and then you go to med school, is that sort of how it works? So you get your undergraduate degree. Mm -hmm. My undergraduate degree was in biology, yeah. life sciences, and then you apply to PA school. PA school is usually in the um, medical school facility. So the place that I went to is called Midwestern University, and they had a DO program, not an MD program. Mm -hmm. Same kind of idea as like a PA versus an NP. Yeah. They still do the same thing. Um, but this DO program also had a PA program. And believe PA it or not, stands for physician assistant. Mm. Believe it or not, um, several of my classes were actually with the med students. Like mm. they would combine our classes together. So it was a year of didactic didactics, and then it was a year of rotations. What's didactics? That's where you're in class, and it was ten weeks on, two weeks off, Monday through Friday, from eight to five. Cool. So there was no downtime. It was full time. Gotcha. Um, once I got into rotations, um, mine lasted a little bit longer mm -hmm. because I was a little bit delayed. Mm -hmm. I had Ashley uh -oh. in the middle of it all. <laughs> My younger sister. <laughs> so it took me three years instead of two years to mm -hmm. finish, but that's okay. Um, once I got out, I went into plastic surgery dermatology, mm -hmm. and I did a lot of um, pre and post-op care, lasers, Botox, collagen, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what I realized, as I was doing this is, yes, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not helping people the way that I wanted to help people. How so? Um, you know, I, I wanted to help them get better. Yeah. And I felt like when they came in for, you know, Botox or lasers, they were better. They just wanted to look better. So it wasn't my idea of what medicine was, right? right? So that's when I decided to go into family practice. And because I had taken such this time gap in between graduating school and working in the plastic surgery's office, 
I decided that the best way for me to learn about family practice and everything I needed to know was to um, you know, work with low-income um, patients, patients who were on the welfare system. Yeah. And I saw the worst of the worst. We saw what we call zebras in med school. What are zebras? <laughs> zebras are, are diseases and illnesses that you'll never see again. Oh my God. <laughs> so I learned so much in those five years that I yeah. worked for this clinic that um, it was very high paced, very high stress. We saw 50 patients a day and they were all sick yeah. and dying. Um, from there, that's kind of you know when we moved here to California and I started working at the family practice um, in Glendale. And something that I realized as I was kind of you know shifting this focus is that we weren't really healing patients. We were just fixing them. Mm-hmm. And fixing versus healing. Yes. What's, what's the difference? Fixing is like putting a Band-Aid on it yeah. rather than, um, you know, going through and doing surgery or, you know, putting sutures on it, yeah. making sure that it's healing appropriately. Yeah. So I actually worked for this physician, and I, I won't say who it was, but something that he said to me was, we're in the business, we are not in the business to heal people, we are in the business to fix people. If you heal them, they won't come back. And it was, can you say that one more time for the camera? <laughs> listen, guys, listen to this. So I had a physician tell me, we are not in the business to heal people. We're in the business to fix people. If you heal them, then they won't come back. And if they don't come back, then we don't have a job. And this, it was, this was your MD. This was my MD that I worked for. In a hospital. No, this was in Arizona. Okay, Arizona. Okay. Just to clarify. Okay. Um, and it was at that point in time where I took a step back and I was I was just shocked because that's not why I was in medicine at all. I yeah. was there to heal people. Yeah. I wasn't there to fix people. Yeah. And you know, that mentality, um, I I just I can't imagine knowing that let's say I'm sending you in or I'm sending Ashley in yeah. or I'm sending dad in. Like to know that that provider, here I am bringing my family members to these providers, yeah. hoping that they're going to heal them and help them. And instead in their minds, they're saying, I'm just going to put a Band-Aid on them. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that. You know, I wanted to be the provider where patients would bring their families to me and trust in me and give me full confidence and know that I, I was going to treat them exactly the way I'd want to treat yeah. my family. Yeah. So, um... You know, we and, and how are they? How are they treating these people? Because I'm sure you know, I'm sure you know they, they cared. Like what? What was the difference? How come? What did they not do? I guess I guess I guess my question is, you know, you wouldn't want to bring your family to this environment. Right. What exactly were they doing? Just, you know, mindset aside, what were they like actually doing that you didn't agree with? Well, first of all, I never felt like these patients are being listened to. Okay. That's my number one complaint. You know, these patients would come in, and I remember sitting down with them, and that was always the first thing that they would say to me is, for once, I feel like I'm listened to. Yeah. For once, I feel like you actually care about what I'm saying. And they're right. You know, we're so busy in family practice and just the way that medicine is changing and the way that the insurance companies are, are managing 
doctors and PAs and NPs, you know, we're under a time constraint. We have to see patients, you know, every 10, 15 minutes. We don't have time to sit down and listen to their complaints. And that's unfortunate because these people, they're relying on our education to help them find a solution. Yeah. And if we don't have time for them, then how, how are you going to solve the problem? Right. You know, who's going to help them? And so I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, the other thing I noticed is that there's always a medication for more medication. Huh, huh, you know, huh. so you're on a medication and then you get a side effect. Here's another medication yeah. for a side effect. What, I don't understand that concept. Yeah. I just, I don't agree with it right. whatsoever. So in my mind, it was like, these patients were now taking, you know, five, 10, 15 different pills. They don't even know why they're taking them. They don't know what they do. Yeah. And they're just, they're getting sicker. Did you see this personally at your job? Yes, it was awful. Were you ever forced to write prescriptions for people for their side effects? I wasn't forced, mm -hmm. but it was an understanding that if you don't want to get sued, then this is what you have to do. You know, there are guidelines that you're supposed to follow. Yeah. And wow. I just, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I didn't believe in it. I just yeah. couldn't do it. And so I just, I didn't. And I decided to take a step back and say, how can I help these patients get better? How do I help them get off their medications? Yeah. Like, I want to be that provider that helps them. What was, do you remember the specific period in your life where it all clicked for you when you said, okay, I'm going to take a step back now? Was it just like you, you saw the last patient and you're like, oh, he's on so many things. Like what, what was the moment that made you decide like, okay, I've had enough. Enough is enough. Well, I, there's two instances mm -hmm. and one of them actually has to do with you. Oh, oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> Guys, this is live. I didn't know this was happening. So, uh, keep to stay tuned. So I remember taking you to the doctor yeah and they had you on medication mm -hmm. and you started getting a side effect from it yeah and so I brought you back in I said hey this is what's going on and they go oh yes this is a side effect here's another pill for that and I was like well, huh. I'm confused yeah why don't we just either take him off the medication or maybe we lower the dose so that he doesn't have the side effect mm -hmm. and that didn't make any sense to them they didn't understand like what I'm talking click. about like, it didn't what? click yeah and so, you know, that was one of the instances where I was like, oh, I, I get it now. You know, it's all about just writing another pill. Yeah. Right? Um, the other instance, I would say, is, you know, I'm seeing this patient, and she comes in with a typed-up sheet. And when I say a sheet, I mean like an, an what is it, 8.5 by 11 yeah. okay, paper that she had typed up of all the medications she was taking, oh. the dosage, when, like she had X God. marks on when she takes it, yeah. and the whole thing lined the entire paper. And she didn't feel any better oh at all. God. Like she was, you know, sleepy, she had no appetite, she had rashes everywhere, she had joint pain. Yeah. For everything that she was taking, she was sick. Yeah. You know, and I said to her, how do you feel about starting to get you off some of these medications? You know, how married are you to these medications? Yeah. And that's one big question that I'll ask patients when they come and they sit down with me. Yeah. I'll ask them to list out their medications, how long they've been on them, why they're on them. And then my question always is, 
how married are you to this medication? Hmm. Because I'm just, I want to know. Yeah. Because what I find is that you have some patients who feel like they can't get off the medication or, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. And I want them to understand that that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. Yeah. I, I want to help you get better. I don't want you to keep having to take more medication upon more medication. Yeah. So that's, that's what I did with her. You know, we started with just one thing at a time, eliminating, let's eliminate this, let's eliminate that. And in that time, she actually started getting better. Really? Yes. How, how long until she saw an improvement? I mean, the first month, she started sleeping. You're kidding. No. Wow. Yeah. It was incredible. And here she had gone for years taking these medications. Yeah. Right? And not sleeping. So it's just little tweaks of figuring out what what is happening inside your body. Yeah. You know, when you really think about it, your body is a machine. It's like a computer system, mm -hmm. right? So if we can reboot the computer system and actually get the computer talking to each other again, get all these signals to talk and communicate rather than all tangled up, they'll actually do what they're supposed to. Your body is extremely amazing and it's capable of repairing anything yeah. if you give it the right environment. And that's, you know, that's my thought process is how do we give it the right environment? How do we get these cells signaling response to happen so that your body actually starts to repair itself? Right. And if you're repairing itself, then you don't need the other medications. Right. So, you know, that was kind of where my last, I would say, you know, two or three years of family practice started to lead. And that's when I started doing more and more research about hormone replacement therapy and yeah. weight loss and, you know, supplements and diets and, you know, just kind of like taking a step back and saying, there's more to the picture than just this. There has to be more to it, you know. And, um, you know, that's when I went and I got my certification, my board certification, anti-aging, um, peptide certification, yeah. and my IV nutrition. So that really kind of transformed the way that I practiced medicine. Yeah. And not everybody was on board with that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> like who? <laughs> Just people in the industry. Yeah, people I worked with, <laughs> worked for. Yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, pharmaceutical companies come in and they're trying to educate you on the newest and latest and greatest medication and yeah. they're giving you the studies behind it and that's that's your education like there is no time to research on your own yeah. so you're just going off of what the pharmaceutical company tells you which that's not that's not practicing good medicine for me yeah i don't believe in that i once heard and i could be wrong on this i once heard that the number one source of new information Number one source that doctors learn new info from is from pharma reps. Correct. Is that is that true? That's hundred percent true. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a first point of contact. Yeah. You know, they'll come in, hey, we have this new medication. I want to set up a lunch so I can educate you on it. Right. That's how we're getting our information. Right. Now if we have time and we're that provider that goes above and beyond the call of duty, then we're gonna do our own research on that drug. Yeah. You know? for the side effects. Right, of course. Yeah. But if we're too busy living our own lives and doing, you know, all the 
treating 50 patients exactly, a day. Exactly, and charting on them, and doing everything that the insurance company tells us to do, yeah. then we don't really have time to yeah. look up all these new medications. Right. You know? Yeah. So I remember us having these meetings yeah. once a week. With the farm reps. Um, with the farm reps, mm -hmm. and then after the farm reps. Mm -hmm. And it was something where all of us providers would come together in the office and just kind of go over, recap. Yeah. What are the new medications out there? And you know, what do the studies say? And what should we be doing as a practice? Yeah. And I remember just sitting in there and talking about these medications, and I was the only one who was kind of sitting back like, why don't we just help the patients lose weight and exercise right. and get their lives back on track? Yeah. I, I, I'm not following. Right. You know? Right, because it's sort of like, from what it sounds like is these pills are trying to cover up the effects of a certain cause. Right. So like if you're incredibly overweight, that's the cause and the effects are... Joint pain enlarged heart, high blood pressure, which is vascular disease. Right, and these medications target those things rather than the provider trying to get rid of the root cause, which would then get rid of these effects, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, no and it's tough, and I get it, you yeah. know, because the patients that you're seeing, they have to want to want help. Right, right, right. right? They have to, because, you know, if, if you've been eating the same diet and you're very stressed out and, you know, you have kids and you have no time, it's very... It can be hard to make that shift and say, okay, I gotta work out five days a week, I need to start eating veggies. What you're saying is they have to really want to be healthy yes. in order to be healthy. But I also find that they have to be educated. Yeah. You have to teach them why it's important. Right. You know, as a matter of fact, just so you're understanding this, when we see patients here for shockwave therapy, Yeah. We're in the room with them for about 20 to 30 minutes, just depending on the type of treatment we're doing. Yeah. That's a lot of time for us to kind of go through what medications they're on, yeah. what disease processes they have, you know, why it's important to control this, why it's important to eat and exercise. And so we're really educating these patients while we're in the room treating them. Yeah. And I'm always astonished that these patients don't understand long-term effect of diabetes. Yeah. You know, and when you just explain it to them on why this happens yeah. and what can happen in the long run, it all makes sense to them. Yeah. And then, like, the light bulb goes off. Yeah. And they're like, great, what do I do now? Like, yeah. what are my next steps? So I just feel like if you just gave people knowledge, yeah. then they're going to want the rest of the information. Yeah. You know, they're going to want the help. Right. But if you just tell them like, hey, you're overweight, your BMI is this and you need to lose weight. Like, yeah, it's not going to. It's, it's not the same thing. Yeah. You know, they need to know why. Mm -hmm. People want to know why. Right. So you've got to give them the why. Right. You know? Um, I, guess, I guess my next question is focusing on the why. I know that you specialize in hormone optimization therapy. Correct. And um, by the way, that's the name of our show today, The Hot, Hot, Hormone Optimization Therapy. Um, I guess my question is, if you're targeting the why, you want people to know the why, what made you specialize in hormones? Of all the things to specialize in, why hormones? Because once you get your hormones optimized, you actually control disease processes. Really? Yes. 
So once hormones are optimized, you have a tighter control of blood pressure, tighter control of cholesterol, tighter control of diabetes. Yeah. And I've seen it happen here in the office. Right. You know, I've had patients who, you know, have been uncontrolled diabetics, hypertensive, and once we get them optimized with their hormones, they feel better. Yeah. They're sleeping, they're exercising, they're eating right, they're having lots of sex, which yeah. is very important. Mm-hmm. Very important. And then all these things kind of come together and their body starts to heal. Yeah. You know, and they want to live. They want to live a better, healthier life. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's like, how do you empower these people right. to make them feel better? Right. Yeah. So it sounds like if you balance your hormones, if you optimize your hormones, that could potentially solve a lot of problems. Of course. That people have. Absolutely. If you really think about it, this is something I talk about in the consultation is, you know, it's all about evolution. So think about it this way, because we were actually dying at that age. So that was like our death. Then you can go the next 20, 30 years, right? Without living in a dead body. Right. You can actually go do things. How does one get their body to be like it was in their 20s, 30s, and 40s? Hormone optimization. Is that the number one? That's the number one. That is the number one. Think about it. When you're 20 and 30, yeah. right, you're at your highest peak. Yeah. You know, mental clarity, mental focus, you know, you're climbing the ladder, yeah. you're, you're um, able to work out, your joints don't hurt, you yeah. don't have muscle aches and pains, you're sleeping, you're having sex, yeah. you know, you're not depressed. So when you kind of turn this age, if you think about it, yeah. 50s and 60s, that's when their joints wear down. Yeah. You know, they're not able to build muscle. They start getting osteoporosis. Yeah. They start, you know, getting dementia. Right. Getting um, cardiac disease. Yeah. So all these things kind of start to happen when their hormones start to decline. Right. Right. Really. So it sounds like I could be wrong. I could have misheard this, but the process of aging. Mm-hmm is actually your hormones becoming unbalanced? Correct. So there was actually a saying that we learned yeah. in our um, in the anti-aging world. Yeah. And the saying is this. We, okay, so let me think about it for a second. Yeah. Because I want to say it correctly. Yeah. Um, our, okay, we age... The question is, do we age because our hormones decline, mm-hmm. or do our hormones decline because we age? Right. Right? Yeah. But in all reality, it doesn't matter how you look at it, you still said hormones declining. Right. They're, right? they're interlinked. They're right? interlinked. Mm-hmm. So you age and your hormones decline. Yeah. What came first? Doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. Right. Right? If you can reverse aging right. by balancing the hormones, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, I guess that would leave me and I guess you guys to the next question is, well, how do I, if you really can optimize your hormones to reverse aging, why don't people live forever? <laughs> so that is the goal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I feel like we were doing a pretty good job yeah. at living a longer life. Right. But, you know, living longer and living a longer, healthy, happy life yeah. are two totally different right. things. Not deteriorating right. you know, on a bed somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, you know, are you in a walker and you've, you know, can't, you've had multiple knee replacements yeah. and 
you know, you have dementia, you can't remember your grandchildren, yeah. right? So that's that aging. Right. Or are you the one that's aging that gets to, you know, go your, uh, to Europe, yeah. and backpack, and, you know, taking their kids to Disneyland or their grandkids to Disneyland right. and living their lives, Yeah. right? And that's what it really comes down to is how do you see yourself living your life? Yeah, right. right. So it's not so much length of time, it's, it's the quality of your time. Correct. you're saying so with hormone optimization therapy you could live your 60s 70s 80s potentially 90s yeah healthy and strong yeah. if your hormones are optimized that's right? true absolutely so i mean you know at the end of the day this is what i'll tell patients this isn't up to me on what you do mm-hmm. this is your life yeah right and I think that's the difference between going into family practice. Yeah. When you go in to go see your, your doctor, your doctor is telling you what to do. Yeah. They give you a prescription. They tell you what to take. They tell you when to go get your lab drawn. They tell you when you're coming back. Yeah. Right. So you're not really involved in any of this process. Right. When you come see me, this isn't about what I want. Yeah. This is about what you want. You don't have to do anything I tell you. Right. I'm just giving you all the information and all the options. It just depends on how you want to live the rest of your life. Yeah. So, uh, if I'm 20 and I want to live like this, I'm in my prime right now, guys. I didn't know if you knew that, but <laughs> if I want to stay in my prime forever, I would come to you and I would say that and then... Yeah. What would and you I would do? say, okay, Austin, based on your labs, this is what I would recommend for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do any of it. Right. You could do a little bit of it. You could do all of it. It just depends on what you want. What are your goals? Right. And it doesn't matter what age you are. No. Okay. Absolutely. Right. And if someone's like, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. No. I have a ton of patients that come to me in their late 20s, 30s, 40s. I mean, I, I feel for the most part, I want to say I probably see 50 50. Yeah. You know, 50% of my patients are menopausal or the men that are in their 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. But the other 50% of them are not yeah you know they're in their 20s 30s 40s and they just want to age gracefully yeah they want to feel better right they don't want to decline as they age exactly they want to keep at the level that they're at right now is it possible that even though i'm in my prime right now or if someone else is in their prime they can reach a new level you could you know and it just really depends on what your goals are yeah again it comes down to you know specific things and that's why in my consultation I'm asking you specific questions because I really want you to think about what you're looking to achieve yeah what is it because everybody's goals are different you know I'll have some guys come in and they'll say you know I really just want to focus on building more muscle and having more strength and then I'll have other guys come in and they'll say I, I just need to get some sleep yeah I really need a good night's sleep and then I'll have some other guys come in and they're like you know I just want to lose weight you know, so everybody's goals are just a little bit different. Yeah. And I really want to focus on helping them achieve that specific goal. Right. Instead of what my goal is for them. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Awesome. Well, if uh, someone's watching this or listening to this, uh, if they wanted to get their hormones checked, if they felt like maybe they're not living the life that they think they deserve, what, what could be their next possible steps? Well, they can give the office a call mm-hmm. and speak to one of the specialists about setting up an appointment. Yeah. We get your labs checked. Um, I'll order the labs, get the labs checked, and then you come in for your consultation. And that's when I sit down with you. I go through your medical history. 
I'll go through all your lab work, and then I'll give you a plan based on what I see. Yeah. And then, you know, give you a little uh, physical. Yeah. I'm always surprised at how many patients come in who've never had a physical. Wow. Really? <laughs> yes. People have never? They've never had like a physical. required in school. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if, could someone call their doctor? Could they, could they get this done through their doctor? No, because insurance typically won't... Um, Pay for this type of thing because yeah. believe it or not it's not it's not a disease process in their eyes yeah. aging is not really a disease process right it's not hypertension it's not diabetes it's not high cholesterol yeah you know so to them what are we managing yeah um, but you know every insurance is different so I don't want to say that it's all insurance companies I'm, I'm sometimes surprised that <laughs> there are some insurance companies that will pay for this blood work yeah. and you know for wow. these patients to be seen so Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so they can um, uh, they can call the Novus office. You guys can go to our website, thenovuscenter.com. The link will be in the description. Um, or what other options do they have? Or um, you know, if this isn't what they're looking to do, and you know, they just want to continue on with family practice and the medications they're on, then I'll be. You know, this is this is your life. Yeah. Like you can make your own choices. <laughs> so make your own choices and make them an educated choice. Right. Be educated, guys. <laughs> Be educated. That's what this show is all about, the hot hormone optimization therapy. <laughs> this is uh, Stephanie Wolf, our lovely host, and uh, myself included, Austin James Wolf. All right, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Thank Austin. you for telling me your story. I, I didn't know about half of that stuff, by the way, so I'll never be able to say that again, but uh, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>